The Boiler Upload podcasts are brought to you by Martin Vintage. Do you love Purdue Vintage logos? Do you like supporting small businesses? Are soft and comfortable t-shirts and sweatshirts something that you adore this holiday season? Especially when they don't break the bank? Look no further than Martin Vintage. This Purdue alumni-owned small business is the place for you. Make sure to head over to martinvintage.com today to see what they have to offer. Welcome, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of BoilerUpload.com, part of the Rivals Network. And tonight we have a guest in addition to Corey Sheets, uh, Purdue's all-time touchdowns leader. We have Daniel Williams with us. He is also part of the Believe Network here, and he is part of the Golden Boot podcast. And we are here to talk about the Capital One, no, it's not the Capital One Bowl. It's the Citrus Bowl. They, these change all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, how are you doing, gentlemen? Corey, welcome. Merry Christmas. Uh, you had a good Christmas. one. How y'all doing? And uh, doing Daniel, well. how, how's things going from uh, the lovely state of Louisiana? It's going well. It's going well. Uh, you know, of course, Christmas time for us is not as snowy as it is for you guys, but. Honestly, we get a little ice and they want to set the whole shape, uh, the whole state of Louisiana down, man. So it's going well. It's going well. Well, Corey <laughs> lives in Tampa, so he's used to, yeah. he's a Florida man now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you man, understand. It's, it's cold down here, but it ain't no snow. You got to worry about it. Right. <laughs> I, I think we had a wind chill of about minus 20 on uh, Friday. So if not colder. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I went out to take the trash out and that's the only time I left the house. <laughs> yeah. You can have that. Okay. Yeah, I don't want it. That doesn't sound good or sound fun at all. <laughs> anyway, as I said, we're here to talk about the Citrus Bowl, and Purdue is taking on the LSU Tigers for the first time ever. Uh, Purdue's not actually played a lot of SEC opponents uh, over the last half century or so, um, but this will be an interesting game, and uh, I think the biggest news is opt-outs. Purdue has obviously <laughs> lost their coach. We lost our starting quarterback, our top receiver, our top tight end, and I guess we can begin there, Daniel. Uh, who's sitting out for LSU, and how's this look from your end? Yeah, so for us, honestly, we have, I want to say, anywhere from 15 players that have entered the transfer portal. Ooh, oh, um, wow. I want to say maybe one of them was a major contributor this year, which was uh, Jake Besh. Uh, and he just transferred over to TCU and uh, he played some slot for us last year, last year's team before uh, Brian Kelly, got here, he played a lot bigger role. And then, um, uh, then what was necessary this year. Uh, so that honestly, whenever it comes to our offense, I think we'll be okay. Uh, we're going to have our, our quarterbacks coming, our quarterback coming back, either Nuss, or Jaden, I'm pretty sure Jaden's probably going to get the start. But where we're going to be hurting at, honestly, it's going to be on the defensive side. Uh, we were already limited um, with the three-man rotation in the interior defense. And um, with players declaring for the draft, uh, B.J. Ojolari, hopefully, you know, uh, we're thinking that he's going to be a first-round pick. Um, and we have uh, Jacqueline Roy, who is a five-star prospect uh, whenever he came out. Um, and he's opted out. And uh, he's going into the draft, uh, which kind of makes our interior defense. He played the three technique, and that's that's going to hurt us for sure. And then um, we had our other defensive end. Um, he's opting out as well. So it's, it's and so we're, we're literally going to have to rely on, I want to say, probably Tank. 
Hank is probably going to be the only one with any in-game experience uh, from this season. Uh, so it, it's it's scary. It's definitely scary. You know, unfor- you know, lucky for us, we do have some freshmen that helped us out uh, this year. I don't know if you guys heard of Harold Perkins, but uh, he was a big playmaker for us whenever it came to rushing a passer. Not so good. Uh, I don't want to say not so good, but he was kind of adjusting to the passing, uh, the defending the passing game, but. Uh, besides that, the defensive line is what we're worrying about. Our linebackers, I think we'll be okay. But our secondary, we also have some guys that have opted out as well. Uh, Makai Gardner um, is opted out. And also uh, we have another defensive back that's also going. I don't know if uh, Bernard Converse is going to play. If he plays, that will be perfect. Um, but I want to say right now we're literally down to two cornerbacks as well. Wow. <laughs> so we're – yeah, man. So we're going to be fighting. We're going to be fighting uh, whenever it comes to uh, the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully we can play some clock management. <laughs> be all right. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. well, I, I know Corey, Corey's a running back, and uh, he's got to be looking at that defensive line uh, situation, licking his chops right now, especially for uh, Purdue's redshirt freshman, uh, Devin Mockaby. Right, Corey? I, I mean, you must have read my mind over there. I'm just sitting there like, well, <laughs> Seems like maybe we might have a good day. <laughs> yeah, we got all these yeah. all these guys out. We got some experience in our backfield now. Yeah. Uh, hey, I hope these young guys come to play. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And 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 man, and, and let me not. And I said Tank, Tank. Of course, Tank is uh, Jacobin Gillery. Played very good minutes for us, but we still got Makai. Uh, Gar- I mean, uh, Makai Wingo. Wingo was probably our best interior defensive lineman this year. And when I say I play defensive line also, guys, I've never seen a three-man rotation at all <laughs> in the entire season of a, of a football season. Uh, so, I mean, it's impressive. He had – he was a transfer from Mizzou last year. He was a freshman, uh, all-SEC player. And I want to say this year he also made uh, all-SEC as well. So, um, he's very talented. But, of course, guys, it's been a long season. So, he's going he's gonna to need a breather. You know, and the guys who normally was in that rotation with him, two of them are sitting out. Uh, They won't be playing this game. So, like you said, I am. It is kind of nervous, you know, and it does make us a little nervous whenever it comes to that. Yep. I'm still getting adjusted to this whole transfer portal thing. And like, so you can transfer before the bowl game, but not after. Well, uh, if they, nope. I think they have like a couple of windows where it's open and you can put your name in and be actively recruited. Where it actually gets really, really strange is Purdue has a handful of guys in the transfer portal right now, but they are still going to hang around and play in the bowl game. Really? Uh, you mentioned our own defensive line, um, Branson Dean and um, Lawrence Johnson. They are starters this year. They have been instrumental up front. Uh, they're going to hang around, I believe, and play for the bowl game. Purdue basically has three of their four, starting four defensive linemen in the portal right now with a year wow. left of eligibility. So yeah. as far as I know, they're going to still hang around and play for the bowl game. But if not, we're going to be in the uh, in the same situation you guys are in. <laughs> yeah. so, so can I get picked to go to another school? I, like, how does that work? I'm still like, I really yeah. don't understand it. Is it, yeah. like, it seems like it's like the, the pros where – if you don't get along with the team, you can just go somewhere else. That's it, man. It's like open market. It's, hey, it's free agency, you know, That's pretty crazy. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the Travis Hunter thing, but, you know, he played for Jackson State. 
Um, and of course, you know, Florida State had a commit last week and he was saying, hey, Jack, I mean, Florida State is still trying to recruit me while I was playing with Jackson State. Of course, he's transferring to Colorado now to go with Dion. But, you know, supposedly coaches and other teams are not supposed to uh, solicit to you while you're actually still playing for your team if, your name, if you haven't entered your name into the transfer portal. But of course, we know how college football is. Uh, so, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, the transfer portal—it's one of those things where it's a good thing, you know. If you're trying to rebuild your team, you kind of want to make a run like that Michigan team made a couple of years ago, um, and like kind of how LSU did this year. Man, we had 38 scholarship players after we fired uh, Coach Ogeron last year. And wow. Brian Kelly was able to come in. And I want to say he added maybe anywhere from from 35, uh, 40 players uh, last season, you know, and we lost a ton of players. Yeah, we lost a ton of players this past year. And he just picked up eight or 10 more transfers uh, this past week. So it's one of those things where it's good for you whenever you need it. But you hate to see players like Jack Besh, who was a major contributor to your football team, go. So I mean, hey, the coaches want to keep him happy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. That's crazy. I couldn't imagine having that option if I, I like, until the Christmas yeah. office week, hey, I'm going to put my name in that portal. <laughs> and it's just kind of like the Wild West right now because you've got guys yeah. getting seventh, eighth years of eligibility thanks to COVID, thanks to yeah. injuries. They're on their third or fourth school. I can't even yeah. keep track of it anymore. One of the things I do is I try to keep track of our scholarship grid of like, okay, who's on scholarship? Who's counting against the 85 limit? But the COVID year thing, because anybody who is on a roster during the 2020 season gets that extra year. That's right, and, automatically, yeah. And you just you just don't know, man. I mean, we Purdue actually has a guy that it, he is finally playing his last game. He spent all seven years at Purdue, and oh he will God. be playing in the bowl game. It is his yeah. final game. He's the last guy that was recruited by the previous coach, and he survived the entire Braun regime. So. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. crazy. And, you know, hey, that kid sounds very loyal. Now, I mean – what you got kids like JT Daniels, he, he's gonna make a record to play in every uh college division, <laughs> you know, if he keeps playing. He's transferred what four or five times, Damn. uh, the last couple of years, man. So, you're right, it's, it's definitely like the wild, wild west. And um, sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't, man, because I, you know, we're kind of getting an argument on our podcast or a little debate, I don't want to say argument, but a debate <laughs> about, um, you know, whether freshmen should transfer. You know, Corey, you said you play running back. I mean, you understand, hey, sometimes you got to go in and you got to, you know, you got to get your hands dirty. You got to put some work in. Right. You might not see playing time until your junior year. You no, know, a lot of these kids, I don't believe in that. That's a, that's a horrible mentality to think by. You got to go play second year. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit out this roster, but next year, yeah, hey, I need some thick top. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Uh, no, but, hey, I was, hey, I was right on. Hey, I, that was my mentality. I was trying to play year. Then when I learned about the red shirt shit, yeah. I mean, next year is like, all right, y'all going, y'all going to know I'm, I deserve to play next year. I'm not waiting no more time other than these 12, 12 games. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But you put it, you put the work in. You I get you grind it. Yeah, you put the work in. Some of these kids, man, they don't want to put the work in. They just want to go to the easiest thing. You know, they don't like delayed gratification nowadays. 
We, we kind of saw that today. Uh, Purdue's quarterback of the future, Brady Allen, he was, you know, an in-state kid and somebody that was very highly touted was, had, was on the roster this past year, true freshman. He got to play one game at the very end. It was the blowout against Indiana State. Three passing attempts, one completion, but he was <laughs> yeah. never going to play this year, uh, much this year when it was known he was going to redshirt because of Aiden O'Connell. And uh, enter the transfer portal today. And then yeah. a few hours later, we pick up Hudson Card from Texas. So, right. <laughs> I mean, this is in the span of a couple hours, we went from, oh, we just lost a guy that might be, that was possibly going to be the starter next year to, oh, now we have a new starting quarterback. And then right. that leaves only one scholarship quarterback on our entire roster after wow. the bowl game. Right. And as far as we know, he's still going to be here. Right. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. And, and guys, for us, it got so bad toward the end of the season. Actually, in our bowl game last year, we played against Kansas State. Guys, we had a wide receiver playing quarterback for us last year. <laughs> like, that's wow. how bad. Yeah, that's how bad it got, man. We, <laughs> we were literally down to 38 scholarship players last year. Hey, great for that kid because he just put on camera that he could play QB. Yeah, <laughs> and he actually, he actually played a pretty good game. You know, oh, I man. He, he threw two touchdowns. <laughs> we got our butts stomped by Kansas State, but hey, you <laughs> did great. Well, that, that's going to be interesting for this one because uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Purdue's situation as we hear the game, but Aiden O'Connell is elected to sit out uh, to prepare for the draft, so we are going to be rolling with Austin Burton. Yeah. He is a uh, senior quarterback. He's in his last year of eligibility. He transferred from UCLA. And uh, he started one game for us. <laughs> he, he started the Florida Atlantic game this year. Uh, he did lead Purdue to a win. He threw three touchdown passes in that one. But uh, Florida Atlantic's a lot different than LSU. And uh, he I also mean, has to go without really, his two, they don't top got two I'm sorry, Corey. I said, not really. They don't got nobody playing. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, look, look, we still got a little bit of talent, okay? Some kind of talent, all right? <laughs> But uh, but he he also has to go without his top two receivers as uh, Charlie Jones, All American, uh, top receiver in the Big Ten, one of the top receivers in the nation. He's sitting out, and uh, so is Payne Durham, uh, tight end, who is one of the top tight ends in the nation. He's sitting out too. So we're going to see a very very different Purdue offense in this game than we've shown all year. And I guess that kind of leads into my next question: How how does LSU's defense matchup against an offense is probably going to be a lot more read option because Burton is a significantly more court mobile quarterback than O'Connell. And we're going to rely heavily on uh, Devin Mockaby to carry the load on betting. Sure. Sure. Well, I, I could tell you like this, our ACE honestly is a true freshman this year. Uh, his name is Harold Perkins, uh, number 40. He is uh, say he's a freshman, all American. And uh, toward the end of the season, it's kind of whenever, you know, Matt House, our defensive coordinator, kind of found um, how he wanted to use him. Pretty much he was a guy they put in anywhere. Uh, for the most part, at the beginning of the year, we used him in uh, rushing, on rushing downs, and he got out the quarterback really good. Very fast guy. Uh, he played running back in high school, and uh, he also played linebacker. But um, he's going to be our ace for us, uh, hopefully. And you say you guys want to spread option attack. So more than likely, Harold's going to be spying on the quarterback. Um, where we, we're we going to have probably Savion Jones fill, filling in for B.J. Algelari, and that's going to require him to play disciplined football because, you know, 
you got to read your gap. You got to stay in the, uh, you got to read your keys and you got to stay in the gap. Uh, so that's something where, you know, we're going to going to have to, we're going to be a little scared. We're going to be worrying about that one. Right. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully Jay Ward, Jay Ward has given us, um, see, he's played very good ball uh, for LSU these past couple of years. And uh, he can play discipline, and sometimes um, he, he doesn't play discipline. He plays a little aggressive at times. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where, you know, if you guys are going to run any read, spread option, um, you know, play action passes, it's, it's going to – our guys going to have to be disciplined and uh, read their keys, you know. Our linebacker play very fast, very physical, uh, which is good for us. But um, – the defensive line is one what I'm worried about, guys. Honestly, it really is. If we if we can't contain the quarterback uh, and contain that spread option offense, it's going to be a long day for us. Uh, especially if you guys are going to be playing sideline to sideline, that's going to be scary for us, man. I'm just being honest. You know, we we have athletes, but as far as game time, game day experience, we don't have much. You know, we don't have much there. So. I kind of, I kind of like feel like Purdue's in the same boat here because you know so many of our guys have opted out and um, you know and Burton is just a completely different style of quarterback than O'Connell was. I mean O'Connell was basically you know statues are more mobile than O'Connell. <laughs> he he uh, took off for a run against uh, Illinois and he had like a twenty five yard run and it was by far the longest run of his entire career. And I still think he oh, wow. finished like 200 yards in the hole. So oh, he was wow. not a mobile quarterback <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Whereas Burton, he's been mostly run first in what limited action he has had. So that's, that's going to be real interesting. Yeah. And I say for you guys, I mean, Burton, you said he played against uh, the Florida, Florida Atlantic, right? So yes, uh, he was a starting quarterback. Okay. So, I mean, that, it's not much film that we have to go off of. So that could be an advantage for you guys. You know, but luckily we have seen um, some spread. Of course, you know, we played against Hendon Hooker at, at Tennessee offense, which was it's a long day for us. <laughs> well, we're we're familiar with that. They're a little salty over last year's bowl game against us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you guys you guys beat Tennessee last year in their bowl game? Yes, yes, we did. Okay. Went to overtime and it was a it was a wild one. Um yeah. We had a guy uh, come off. Uh, we, again, we were missing our top receiver, top defensive end. And uh, Brock Thompson came out of nowhere and went for like 200 yards receiving on two bad knees. And his his knees were so bad, he's only played in one game this year and missed most of this season because of the injuries that he was playing with in that game. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And see, that's the thing about these bowl games, man. I mean, you know, of course, the SEC, you know, we – we pride ourselves on saying it just means more, right? But in the past couple of years, you know, we play teams in different conferences and sometimes we, we get our butts kicked, you know? <laughs> so it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, the players, are they going to come focused? You know, are the coaching staff, are they too much focused on recruiting? Are they going to put together a solid game plan? You know, because these teams, you know, they got scholarship players just like we do. So we got to actually come out and compete just because you have SEC on your uh, jersey, that doesn't mean anything, you know. I always you know, said the Big, Big Ten was better. <laughs> I'm not oh, going to go, go there. Let's far. get into it right now. I, hey, go I'm, I'm not going to go there for it. All right? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey I, I, I'm, I'm going to just say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's playing in the playoffs this season? What, you got Georgia? All right. Georgia okay. number one. You got Michigan. What? Michigan's number two. Okay. You got TCU. You got Ohio State. Okay. How many Big Ten teams is it? 
Oh, come on. Come on, Corey. Come on, Corey. <laughs> come on, Corey. <laughs> well, as we you know, know I, I got Yeah. As we're quite familiar with, uh, Ohio State gets a mulligan because they didn't have to come to West Lafayette this year. It is their yeah. – West Lafayette is their kryptonite. I don't, I'm not sure if you knew this. Okay. They are three and five this century in West Lafayette. Wow. And they there is not a, another place in the Big Ten, I think, where they have lost even as many as three games. So yeah. uh, right. for, I can't explain it. It's been under different coaches. It's been – I mean, full moon, whatever – there are Ohio State fans that fear coming to Purdue of all places because yeah. they just struggle there for some reason, and they've got to come here next year. So, yeah, well, look, I, I love to see it. Of course, we know Ohio State is super duper talented. Now, I'm be honest with you, my take, my co-host, they don't like this. I think Ryan Day is overrated. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Mm. Uh, I think he's a great recruiter, but I think whenever it comes to play calling and scheming. I don't think he's that great. I'm just going to be honest with you. I think uh, – and it showed whenever he played against Ohio State. I mean, he, whenever he played against Michigan. I truly believe that Ohio State was more talented than Michigan, but Ryan Day got out coach. So, uh, that's, some, that's just some my days two cents on that. really do be coaching. It don't yeah. matter who's on the field. If you're putting these chess pieces in the wrong spot, <laughs> it'll get ugly real fast. Right, right, right. <laughs> now, you, now, you guys – um, your coach, you, you have a – your head coach is uh, – he's he's moved on, right? And yes. You guys just hired him. Okay. So how – what's that situation like right now? Uh, a mess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, basically – Drew Brees coming down too, man. Yes, we do. That's hey, what we got I, I right was just there. about to say, people are more excited about the assistant coach than they are the head coach. Uh, you know, <laughs> as, as, a, as an avid Saints fan, we don't know how to feel about that, man. Uh, you know, Bre- we love Drew in South first. Louisiana, man. Breeze was you know? ours first, so I mean he's. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I, I'll tell you like this, Travis. You got some fans right now. They they're they're super mad at Drew Breeze. They're like, how could he do that to us? I saw that, and I'm like, uh, like I realize he played, he played at Purdue. <laughs> you do realize like that this is his home. <laughs> he's you know his name is on one of the buildings for crying yeah, out loud. Right, <laughs> Hey man, like that's that's the thing about South Louisiana, man. Once you come, you're like family, you know. You're like family, and uh, to see him on the other side is going to be a little salty for us. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll be honest with you. I, I grew up a Colts fan, uh, but yeah. I had a Breeze jersey on when they when they beat the Colts in the Super Bowl because yes, that's how much Breeze means to Purdue fans. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, yeah, I understand. Crazy. Now, uh, it, there's some other interesting similarities here when you talk about coaching. Um, we obviously got Brian Kelly on the sidelines from you guys. It was That was yeah. a bit of a surprise move, I kind of thought, last year. But um, he got his first and his 100th win at Notre Dame against Purdue. So yeah. uh, he is facing a familiar <laughs> opponent. And uh, he was actually part of the coaching staff at Notre Dame where they – went off of our schedule. They had been on the Purdue schedule every year from 1946 to 2014 yeah. before going off the schedule. So uh, that's, that's going to be interesting. There's, there's kind of some uh, uh, crossover there with getting, getting to face him again and uh, maybe just a little bit of familiarity. Is how similar is to how similar of a, a team is he running compared to what he did at Notre Dame? Uh, very similar. You know, uh, BK still wants to use the tight ends. You know, <laughs> you know he still uh, he still wants to do that. 
But, you know, what I like about him is uh, his teams are, you know, they seem to be very disciplined in the past. And uh, he, he's carried that over here uh, to LSU. And the thing about uh, Brian Kelly, I'm be honest, guys, um, our last three coaches before him, we won national championships with, of course, Nick Saban being probably the best uh, hands-down coach we probably had. And, of course, you had Les Miles and you had Ed Ogeron. Uh, now, of course, you know, those guys have always been characters, <laughs> you know, from Les Miles eating grass uh, to Coach Ogeron with the Cajun accent. You know, uh, Saban's uh, <laughs> scared of Purdue. He's ducking us. Yeah, oh, come on. Come well, on. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Saban, yeah. the only school he has lost three games in a row to was Purdue. And it is yeah. an active three-game losing streak from when he was at Michigan State. So he has oh, been wow. ducking us when he was at LSU, and he was ducking us now at Alabama. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you heard, hey, Todd fans, you heard it here. That was really, all right? I did not say that. <laughs> say it again for those in the back. <laughs> I'm well on record as saying Saban's scared. I mean, he doesn't want none of this smoke in West Lafayette. You should see what he said when Joe Tiller passed away. He was oh, he like man. took time out of his press conference to honor Joe Tiller because Joe yeah. Tiller went to his grave with a three-game win streak over Nick Saban. Yeah. Well, look. Wow. Hey, look, I'll tell you right here. If you got a good coach, I mean, BK, for instance, man. I mean, Alabama has been a thorn in our side. I mean, we've literally been the ugly stepkid in SEC West because Alabama has whooped us. And Brian Kelly, his first year on campus, we beat Alabama, you know, with a rebuilt halfway team. So it's pretty good. I mean, for us, it's honestly, guys, in the past, this is one of those games where um, we will be nervous, you know, because how focused are the guys going to be? Are the coaches going to put together a game plan? Um, are the players going to be disciplined? You know, are they going to get in trouble? But, you know, with Brian Kelly, we feel like we actually have a coach that's uh, – He's a football coach. You know, he's a CEO. He's somebody who knows how to build a program and who knows how to run a program. And our guys, honestly, for the most part this season, they've always came to the games and they look prepared. Um, I would say the only lackluster performance that they really uh, didn't perform was a Texas A&M game uh, against Jimbo Fisher. And, of course, for, for Texas A&M, that was their Super Bowl. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, they beat us pretty bad. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, besides that game, I, I would say that, you know, our team has always looked prepared. Our offense is one of those – it's hit or miss uh, for the most part. I would say 70% of the season they've looked good. And you've had games like Arkansas when they come out, and, man, we cannot move the ball at all. Um, you know, our offense relies heavily on Jaden Daniels. Uh, and I think this is where the matchup is going to be, Travis, because it doesn't sound like you guys are going to be uh, missing too many guys on defense. Um, We've got a couple that are going to be out. Our top corner has opted out, uh, but yeah. it looks like much of it is going to be back. And that w our defense was feast or famine much of the year too. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, <laughs> all Americans stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it should it should be an interesting one. Um, there were there were times this year where Purdue was in a role of giving up fifty yard plays right before the end of a half. Yeah. And then there were other times we actually set a new record this year for most defensive touchdowns oh, wow. <laughs> or most That's pick awesome. sixes in one season. So uh, yeah. it just, it felt like you never knew if you were going to get a pick six or give up a 70 yard TD with this group. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, for us, for our offense, it's kind of been like that too. You know, um, our offense relies heavily on Jaden Daniels guys. We won an SEC West because of Jaden Daniels. Mm. Uh, and of course he's the quarterback transfer. 
uh, from um, what is it, Arizona? Sounds um, familiar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it, anyways, um, he transferred in, and uh, it's one of those things where he definitely has the arm talent, but does he trust his arm? Of course, guys, we have super duper talented wide receivers, Malik Neighbors, uh, Justin. I mean, uh, Butte. Uh, Butte, of course, coming in the season, he was a top five projected wide receiver. He decided to stay for his senior season next season. So we're glad we're going to have him. Uh, Brian Thomas, who's 6'3 and could jump out the gym. You know, we have wide receivers galore. But it's one of those things where can you get them the ball? You know, and if you throw it up to them 50-50, be honest with you guys, they're coming down with the football. <laughs> but the thing is, are you going to Yeah, can you get the ball? <laughs> I'm going to be real. I, I hope I can say this. Are you going to let your nuts hang and you're going to throw the ball to them? You know? So it's, one of, it's just one of them things where, you know, um, Jaden, whenever he's on, if he plays like he did against Florida, it's going to be a good day for us. If he plays like he did against Arkansas, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. We're not going to be too happy. So, uh, but yeah. All right. Well, I think we can start to wrap things up here. Um, for those of us, I mean, this is a great conversation we're having. We will actually be on your podcast later this week. So, uh, Corey, sure. do you have any final questions before we uh, head out of this today or no? Uh, no, I think I'm going to save it. Uh, you saw oh, it. I, thought you gonna ta- I, I, I thought he was going <laughs> to talk some more Big Ten nonsense, man, being better than SEC. I was ready for it. I mean, you know that <laughs> – you, you you know that's a that's an active argument in every NFL. It is. Locker. It is. And I always love the fact that the Big Ten was the first to win the playoff national championship, <laughs> even though it came from uh, those guys over there in uh, Ohio. But yeah, I had to root for the Big Ten that day. Okay. <laughs> okay. I would tell you, I ain't never root for Alabama. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't care how they get it. I've never root for Alabama. <laughs> so, but now, yeah. now you know. It's because they scared yeah. a player Purdue. <laughs> Saban like is scared. Like Saban is scared of Purdue. Travis Miller. <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. <laughs> were, was he coaching the Dolphins when you were with the Dolphins, Corey? Who? Saban? Uh, no, he was – I I was there after him. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. all man, right. That, that fiasco. Yeah, that, that, that's a story for another day there. Hey, oh, I, there we I, go. I heard I heard some stories about that man there. Uh, yeah, he's a cold man. <laughs> he is though. He is. He <laughs> hey, he had everybody in our media scared of him. Oh wow. <laughs> so, yeah, Saban don't play no games, man. <laughs> I, I, I ain't even hear those type of stories. I'm talking about cold man as far as far as not caring about the players. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you you hear mixed stories. To be honest with you, um, you know, I've I've known some people who play for him. They love him, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then you have some guys that that really didn't care for him. But for the most part, I I'm be honest, I don't like Alabama that much. But I've I've heard some good things about Saban, man. I'm I'm not gonna say. He's gotcha. A, uh, yeah, he knows how to run a program. Yeah, it could have been it could have been a, a different level. Yeah, with grown men opposed to boys type of thing. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, all right. We uh, we do thank Daniel for being on with us. Uh, like I said, Pleasure. we will be on his show later this week. That is the Golden Boot, and that is uh, spelled the Louisiana way, the G-E-A-U-X, L-D-E-N boot. So we're looking forward to seeing that next week. I think we're going to record that on Thursday. And tonight, 
Yeah. Oh, that one will be live. All right. Yeah. Well, I have to watch. Oh, okay. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I have to practice <laughs> nah, for that, that one. <laughs> nah, hey, hey, let it fly. Let it fly. We good. <laughs> All righty. Well, again, we thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Corey. And yeah. for the Behind the Rails podcast, I am Travis Miller and Boiler Up. BTFU. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. <laughs>